So before um, offering some reflections on uh, our practice for today, uh, just to reiterate something that we've been saying, but uh, feels useful to keep reminding of, um, which is what matters most is the sense of appropriateness that each of you knows for yourself with the practice, what's appropriate right now. So as we continue to unfold the practices, um, always checking in and giving yourself permission to uh, do the practice that feels most appropriate, most skillful, uh, most in tune with um, what is going on for you at the moment. And saying all of that, the practice today is is really just a light continuation of yesterday. <laughs> so it's not going to be a a uh, a huge shift. Hopefully, not feel like one anyway. Um, so the practice we we were doing yesterday of um, of the contraction, yeah, recognizing uh, being sensitive to how dukkha arises with contraction uh, in the body or in awareness, and then inviting that to to relax and to ease. So we refer to this as a dukkha way of looking, yeah? a way of relating, a way of looking at experience um, through the way, you know, interested in how dukkha is, uh, is manifesting, is fabricated in that moment, and uh, inviting that contraction to relax or to open to whatever degree is possible. And so that's kind of part of what we were doing yesterday and today we're going to just kind of um, explore the range of that practice bringing it into uh, from just recognizing the contraction and inviting relaxing and opening to actually uh, prioritizing or emphasizing an attitude of welcoming towards experience hopefully we can see the link there and I'll say a little bit more about it. So an attitude um, of welcoming phenomena, welcoming appearances, which uh, both uh, supports the releasing of contraction and can actually um, even get in there before the contraction is very built up. So that's the, the practice. So just a a little bit about um, what this practice is doing and and how it relates to well-being and to happiness. Um, When we get what we want, (laughs) or when we get rid of what we don't want, we can often feel happy. There's a sense of, ah, relief, release, ah, I got that thing, you know, that I really wanted. Um, or I got rid of that thing that I really didn't want, and there can be a sense of relief, release, happiness that comes with it. And our habitual uh, way of interpreting that experience is that the happiness, the well-being is in the object. That's how we interpret it. Oh, you know, I got that relatively peaceful sitting, or I got that, um, you know, guy house lunch that I've been waiting for uh, since I've arrived, or if you're familiar with the menu, um, or, you know, 
I got whatever it is. I got, you know, a cloudy day after all those, you know, really annoyingly sunny days that we've been having. You know, so whatever it is, you know, we, we associate it with the object. Yeah, and that's really our tendency. It doesn't matter how long we've been practicing. Really worth seeing that. You know, associate it with the object. Um, whereas actually, if we look more closely, if we explore more closely, the happiness, the well-being, the relief comes from the relief of the craving and clinging. Yeah. It's that that's actually causing the agitation and the discomfort. It's that movement of pushing and pulling on experience, demanding on experience. And I said this last night, this is something we need to see again and again and again. Yeah, in our experience, to see it and to let that experiential understanding go deep. Does that make sense to people? Yeah. yeah. And, and that tendency to go to the object and to ignore, oh, no, actually, it's that change in the degree of craving, clinging, contraction that comes with them that, that gives us the, the happiness. So in our practice, and particularly on retreat, where the conditions are really conducive uh, to this, uh, we can actually explore going to directly to the release of clinging and craving. You know, we go directly to the release of that demand on experience, that push and pull. Um, and so then we can experience relief and happiness and well-being in a way that's not conditioned on the objects that we're getting or not getting. Does that make sense? No. So if we think about, great, thank you. If we go to um, the practice we were doing yesterday, we're uh, relaxing, inviting the contraction in the body to relax. We're reducing that clinging and craving, even if we haven't gotten what we want or not gotten what we want. Yeah. So a very kind of, you know, we're sitting here, there's discomfort in the body. We're really wanting the bell to ring. <laughs> We want the end of that sitting to come. Yeah. So what is there? There's contraction and there's a, a, a grasping after that. There's a, 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 a pulling towards us of the bell ringing. There's a pushing away of our present experience. Yeah. And so uh, the kind of uh, the Buddha's words, uh, an uninstructed worldling, an ordinary human being, including most of us, or all of us, most of the time, <laughs> is just wanting the bell to ring and that's what we're fixating. That will bring my relief. Uh, through practice, we kind of, ah, can I work directly with the clinging and craving in the experience right now and relieve that, not dependent on the bell ringing? Does that make more sense? Yeah. So say so I relax, the, I relax, oh, I invite relaxation, really important, I invite relaxation to whatever degree of the contraction, some relief will come for a moment. I might bring metta in, yeah, or compassion in, yeah, relaxes some of that contraction. So we go directly to that rather than, um, you know, getting up and ringing the bell ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, staying, you know, completely kind of in that, yeah, unpleasant dukkha experience. And so we can invite that relaxation when we notice the dukkha's already built up, we notice the contraction, we can invite the relaxation there as one way. Uh, or we can cultivate an attitude of welcoming phenomena, which is what we're going to 
kind of touch on today, um, rather than even beginning to get entangled <laughs> in the liking, disliking, wanting, not wanting. Yeah. So we kind of, um, yeah, have this as a attitude from the get-go. And I'll, I'll say more about this. If we go back to the map of dependent origination, part of dependent origination that I spoke about yesterday, um, we can hopefully see this also more clearly. Yeah. So there's object, yeah, and there's contact, right? And from that contact, there is um, the vedana, the pleasant, unpleasant. From that vedana, follows on or arises with the craving and the clinging, the push and pull, the demand, the arising of the sense self, the escalation and the dukkha. So we see that map. When we bring an attitude of opening to experience, that open hand, yeah, when we bring an attitude of welcoming phenomena, yeah, then our well-being is not limited by whether the Vedana is pleasant or unpleasant. Yeah. Just as we were exploring last night. Yeah. It's not limited by the build-up of the clinging and the craving. Yeah. I want things to be this way or that way for me. Yeah. That attitude of welcoming, that open hand of saying, ah, you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome, unpleasant sound. <laughs> you're welcome, um, you know, movement of desire. Yeah. You're welcome. And we just welcome in an open-handed way that doesn't get entangled and doesn't feed that process of escalation. And so we're not limited by the Vedana of the experience, whether it's pleasant or unpleasant. We're not limited by the movement of the push and pull. We're not limited by our habitual tendencies yeah, to define what's good and what's bad, what's wanted and what's not wanted. Uh, we're not limited by our personal preference. Yeah. I like potatoes more than rice, yeah, whatever that personal preference is. Yeah. We're not limited by that habit of demand that we have towards experience. And the interesting thing here is, one of the insights that may kind of uh, come up as we do this practice, is that when we let go, yeah, of that very instinctual need to organize our lives, <laughs> or organize our experience according to, to, to our preference. Yeah. I want, um, we get rid of that, or when we release that need to get rid of phenomena or to get phenomena according to our preference in order to be happy, yeah, in order for there to be ease, actually more ease and happiness become available. So with that welcoming attitude, which is, we've said it before, but I'll highlight it. We're not necessarily saying, live your life like this all of the time. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. We're saying, try this out as a practice and see how does it impact your experience and what can we learn from that. Yeah? What are the insights that come from that? Yeah? So insight way of looking, we're trying out. So when we kind of release that need to get things or get rid of things in order to be happy, more happiness is available. I'm going to give a little example. Just came, popped into my head. Um, and so, you know, I've been doing these practices for a long time. <laughs> and uh, 
this is something that happened uh, a couple of months ago. I think uh, one of the uh, one of the pasty shops, or maybe the only pasty shop in our town, uh, started having vegan sausage rolls, really good ones. Some of you may have heard this example before. It's featured in Dharma talks, um, and so this is one of our kind of things, you know, that we treats that we like to have, especially when we're going for a walk. You know, we go via there and get a vegan sausage roll. Hooray! So. In I walk, I'm really excited, I really like sausage rolls, and it's about 11 o'clock, and I ask the very nice lady, can I have a couple of sausage rolls, uh, vegan sausage rolls, please? And she says, oh, I'm really, really sorry, we're out. They're gone. And their response, happiness. Yeah? Happiness, yeah? And it's just, ah, I'm so happy <laughs> for you. Yeah, that your business is doing well, you know, all the sausage rolls are gone. That's great, yeah, sold out, yeah. I'm really happy that there's so many people in my town that like the vegan sausage rolls. That's really great. That's such a great thing, yeah, you know, for, for the planet, yeah, and for the animals, you yeah. know. And I'm not, like, I'm not just telling the story. This is really what happened. <laughs> so, and, and this is just one example, but we see that change. Yeah. We see us ah, so much more uh, happiness and well-being. So this is kind of in a bigger way. Yeah. Because the happiness and the well-being are not dependent on getting the thing. Yeah? Not dependent on getting the thing. There's a wider picture uh, available and so more happiness available. So that's one example. Yeah, that we can see. And then directly in our experience, just the relief of the, just the kind of, ah, you know, when we go to the, that not needing things to work out for me, not needing to get something in order to be happy right now, not needing that bell to ring, yeah, can actually go directly and release that build up. Yeah. Or even with the welcoming practice, sometimes it just doesn't build up at all. Yeah doesn't build up at all. So a few things happen here, yeah? We're shifting the focus from the object, yeah? This is really important. Shifting the focus from the object to the way of relating. That becomes the primary thing, yeah? And it happens as we do this practice, and that's why it's such uh, an important learning for us, and that's why it can go so deep and then arise of itself. Yeah, we don't need to even make an intention for that because we're training the mind, yeah, to shift from its fixation on objects, yeah, to the way of relating, yeah, and so that the way of relating is skillful, yeah, the way of relating is not demanding. And as, I, as you can see from my silly little example, it doesn't mean that we don't have preference at all. <laughs> anymore, we're just not hung up on it. Yeah. It doesn't define our well-being anymore. So we shift, the things to see is shifting the focus from the object to the way of relating. That's one thing that's happening when we practice this way. And relieving dukkha earlier in the process. Yeah. Often. Yeah. So sometimes dukkha is already built up and we bring the welcoming release, relief comes, but as we practice it as an attitude, the, the dukkha might be relieved much earlier on in the process, before it's actually um, escalated, escalated at all. 
So we're going to go into this uh, more later uh, today, but just to say for now, we can also see this welcoming attitude is actually a form of metta. Yeah. It's actually a form of metta. Um, so, you know, sometimes we spoke, speak about metta as mindfulness with a kindness kind of turned up to 11. <laughs> yeah. So mindfulness has kind, kindness in it. Yeah. Sometimes some teachers call it kindfulness. Yeah. To remind us of that quality. Um, and when we kind of prioritize the welcome uh, in the attitude and the way of relating, we're actually bringing in a meta um, thread, yeah, or highlighting, emphasizing that meta um, thread. And so yesterday in the Q and A, you know, someone was mentioning this in different words, yeah, doing that in the practice with with discomfort in the body, yeah, and using the the kind of uh, words turning to the pain and saying, you belong. Yeah, so that we can feel quite directly, right? What does that do? That welcomes, that allows, that gives space. Yeah, that meets that experience, which is unpleasant yeah. in a way that's open-handed, that's giving space. Yeah. So I'm giving that example both because it's so beautiful, the language is very beautiful, and also we can find our own language for this. How, how does this, you know, so maybe welcoming doesn't work for me, but, you know, allowing things to belong, giving our experience space and room, that might be helpful. And so really helpful to see that when we turn to experience, welcoming it, opening to it, uh, you know, maybe using that phrase, you belong to it, um, then we're relaxing that movement again, that the, the craving and clinging, the push and pull, the desire and aversion. Yeah. That relaxes, it dissolves, it comes out of the picture, which, interestingly enough, reduces the unpleasantness of the experience. Yeah. And it also dissolves the identification. This is the other thing it does. It impacts the, the degree of uh, selfhood yeah, that's being built up around the experience. This is happening to me. Yeah. Often with kind of discomfort in the body, we really get into that stance, like, you're my enemy. <laughs> yeah. Pain. Yeah. And the build-up of the sense of self, the build-up of the sense of the pain as, a, as an entity, yeah. as a thing. So we can see that happening as well and we can also perhaps see that when we kind of turn to to that pain that discomfort and and give it space give it room make it feel welcome then that degree of identification also just lessens and dissolves so how to work with this so the, the the welcoming um, we can uh, work with this uh, way of looking in, in two ways. You know, one is to bring it to particular phenomena, so the, you know, the discomfort in the body being an example, or the impatience and the restlessness, yeah. uh, wanting the meditation to end. Um, so we can bring it to particular phenomena, and we can also just bring it as a kind of 
um, a shade of awareness or a flavor of awareness or a frequency in awareness that's just there receiving all phenomena with that open hand, receiving all phenomena um, to, as, the, as it arises and passes with a sense of openness, um, of receptivity, yeah, of welcoming and allowing. So like imbuing or coloring <laughs> awareness with that shade, yeah, with that flavor with that frequency of welcoming and of metta. Sometimes we'll do this practice, <laughs> either this one or the relaxing or the contraction, and it won't work. You know, so some of the time it kind of really brings a sense of release, brings a sense of relief. We can really get into it, really working. Other times we're doing it, it's like, it's not working. <laughs> yeah. There's still contraction, there's still dukkha, there's still aversion. Um, it's really interesting when that happens and it's a great opportunity to kind of look more at more subtle layers of our uh, experience. So when that happens, when that doesn't work, um, usually that's because there's aversion inbuilt. So uh, sometimes we call this deal-making. I'll, I'll, I'll welcome you so that you go away. <laughs> <laughs> pleasant sensation. Yeah, I'll bring kindness to you so that you leave me in peace. Yeah. So there's this the kind of very subtle deal making going on with our experience. Yeah. And um and yeah, it's great that you're laughing because that's the best reaction to have. <laughs> yeah, to any of these things that we see in our minds. Because again, when we laugh, what happens? The whole being relaxes. Yeah. It gets less serious, more space. Um, it's less of a serious business. It's less of a big deal. It's less about me. Yeah, that all happens with with the laughter. So um, we can just just check if that's happening, and it's very natural that it's happening. <laughs> um, it's very understandable. We can also see that there's a part in us there that's compassionate. It wants us not to suffer. Yeah. So that's part of what's wanting that unpleasantness to go away. Um, but we know that's actually not going to help. <laughs> yeah. We know that's actually not going to help. So we can uh, really play with the words here. Sometimes we say, you know, we use the phrase letting go um, a lot. But then that letting go can become, you know, shouldn't you be going? Yeah. 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 Shouldn't you be going? I'm, I'm letting go. I'm letting go. Come on. Get out of here, you know. You get it, yeah. So sometimes just changing that a little bit and kind of seeing that more as a letting be, yeah. That relates again to the welcoming and the belonging. Yeah, you're welcome to arise. You're welcome to be. You're welcome to go. And like the meta phrases, that can be like an intention that we're cultivating as we're practicing. Sometimes conditions will be there and it, it works more fluidly, more smoothly, more immediately and sometimes we just need to bring in more compassion to more and more um, kind of circles, cycles of our, of our experience. Yeah, just like now is, yeah, I'm, I'm caught up, something here is caught up in this battle or in this demand and can I bring some welcoming to that, yeah, always with discernment together. Yeah. So that's the introduction to the practice today. And uh, let's 
take some time to practice. So if you need to um, change your posture in any way, then please do. Or stretch any part of the body before you settle in to the practice. and settling into your posture when you're ready. Just taking time to make any adjustments that you need to make so that the body feels as supported and stable and balanced as possible. Checking in with the balance of uprightness and ease in the posture. Lengthening and the upright energy in the back of the body in particular. Balanced with the sense of ease, relaxation through the body. If it's helpful, using the sensations of contact, body with the seat, body with the ground, body with itself, to ground and root and gather the awareness in the body. Gently, gradually, in your own time, opening awareness. So you might feel it expanding from the contact sensations, the contact areas, expanding up and through the body. Expanding and opening 
with the whole body, awareness filling up the whole space of the body. Play with stretching the awareness a little bit more so it's a little larger than the body. And a sense of a cocoon or a bubble of awareness containing the body and filling up the body. We'll take a few minutes just to tune in to any pleasantness or well-being and within that space of awareness in the body. It's helpful to use the breath and use the breath. Just a few minutes establishing well-being. To whatever degree is possible, it might just be tuning into what's okay in that large space of awareness or the breathing. Or the receiving of sound. And you might explore and notice what happens when you tune into a frequency of welcoming towards that pleasantness opening to it, to whatever is okay, even if it's very mild. So whatever way works for you to bring in or tune in to a sense of well-being. Breath, body, sound. Some of you have been working with image, that's also okay. Welcoming any well-being, any okayness that's available right now.
And remembering you can come back to this practice at any time. For now, we're going to invite the awareness to expand beyond this cocoon or bubble of awareness around the body. Invite it to expand out to the furthest sound that we can hear or to the realm of sound. And try too hard to find the furthest sound. Inviting awareness to open, to grow, to expand. Letting go of the breath if you were using that. Opening out. Opening out to large awareness. And the sounds known within awareness, appearing in awareness. So awareness, spacious, receptive, sensitive, and a sound received and welcomed in awareness, tuning into that frequency of receptivity and welcoming. So through the practice, we're going to keep the awareness wide, open, vast, spacious, and sensitive. We're going to tune in to that frequency of welcoming as we receive the sounds in awareness, as sounds are known in awareness. Welcome to arise. Welcome to be. And welcome to go. So all the field of sound, all the world of sound welcomed, received. No preference. No demand. All of it welcomed and held and allowed 
in awareness. Gently, continuously, whenever we remember, we're opening awareness, wide, spacious, letting it expand to the furthest sounds that we can hear. Open through the body and beyond the body. 
receiving and welcoming sound, whether pleasant or unpleasant. or uneventful, not particularly pleasant or unpleasant. Welcomed and received in awareness. Letting the sounds arise and be known in awareness and opening to them, opening to that flow of phenomena. Any pleasantness, well-being that arises through the practice, noticing that too, welcoming that too. Savoring that for a while. Sustaining attention with well-being or pleasantness that arises through the practice. We're primarily keeping the awareness wide, but if it keeps shrinking around a particular phenomena, might be a sound or might be somewhere in the body, seeing what happens if we welcome that too, if we turn to that with that welcoming attitude or with that phrase, you belong. Keeping the awareness wide as we do that, expansive. Noticing any impact.
Any moment of distraction, just reestablishing. Letting go of any harshness in relationship to what's distracting us and opening out the awareness again. Expansive and wide. Including also, along with the sounds, the bodily life. The sensations flowing through, the breath flowing through. All welcome in awareness, all received in awareness. Welcome to arise. Welcome to be. And welcome to pass in its time. Awareness wide and vast and open imbued with welcoming attuned to welcoming sounds, body sensations, breath arising to be welcomed welcomed and received in awareness.
sound of the bell welcomed, allowed and received in awareness. So through the day, if you wish, you can work with this in two ways. That wide, expansive awareness, receiving the flow phenomena. Um, Or, just touched on lightly, you can also focus on a particular phenomena and bring that welcoming uh, to that. And we'll do a bit of that this afternoon. Kind of... One thing to just be aware of as we practice, just like we were doing in this practice now, when we spent a little bit of time at the beginning tuning into the pleasant, to the well-being, to the nourishing, making sure that you have enough of that through the day. So maybe that you um, spend half your time or more, whatever's needed, with practices that really... Uh, bring well-being, which this practice that we just did tends to do also. (laughs) Um, But if that's not what it's doing for you, then just make sure that you have uh, enough time with metta um, or with the breath um, or with kind of sound in a a more neutral way. Um, Just to kind of nourish that sense of spaciousness, spaciousness, calm and grounding uh, in the being. With the walking uh, today, we can certainly bring this practice into the walking. Um, So, you know, we can play with the awareness in in the walking. It can be, as many of us are used to, very much the feet on the ground. It might be a whole body awareness that we've been touching on. We might open out to sound as we're walking as well. And feel uh, the body walking. Yeah. Uh, through sound, <laughs> that can be a, an interesting uh, way, or just kind of bringing playfulness to that, um, by having a sense of yeah, wider awareness and a welcoming uh, of the experience, a welcoming of the sensations through the feet, a welcoming of the sensations of the body moving, um, or a welcoming, and or a welcoming of sounds that are being received um, as you walk. Um, and yeah, and yeah, maybe that's enough. I'm not going to add anything more. Leave that last one for you tomorrow. Yeah, so that's that's enough. Um, but yeah, and, and maybe just uh, the one thing to add is, you know, we can bring the practice into the in betweens. Yeah. So sometimes you know the bell rings, and we stop practicing. And then we go get our clothes on and our shoes on and, or, you know, walk to the walking room, whatever. And then we start again, yeah, to do the walking practice or 
you know, we've, we've done walking, sitting, walking, sitting, and it's lunch, and then we press the off button <laughs> on the practice. So, a, kind of a, um, an invitation to see if we can, how can we, in an enjoyable, playful way, weave a thread of intentionality and presence um, through the day. Yeah. And so the sense of welcoming can be really interesting. Yeah, welcoming your shoes onto your feet can <laughs> be really uh, interesting. You know, welcoming the food onto your plate or into your body. Yeah. Just having a sense of that, you know, welcoming that hot water into your teacup. Yeah. So just having a sense of just the welcoming of experience, playing with that, um, having that attitude uh, as we move uh, through the day. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.